Hey guys, what's up? It is Bo and Jason back for another episode of Parked in Turn One. Well, first of all, there's a number of storylines going on, right? So yeah, it's, it's there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, th- yeah, absolutely. So the first thing was all I could think about when the race was starting was that I had chosen Alex Renz to win it. <laughs> And then it looked like Alex Renz might have a shot to do it. And then Alex Renz kicked me right in the balls and crashes again. It happens too often. But man, he looked like he looked like the old Alex Renz, right? I mean, he really yeah. did. Yeah. Um, so, but again, I saw Fabio running a phenomenal race. Not just because he was fast, because he's always fast, but because he made good decisions and he waited until his moment came and then he just let it go. He just let it rip. And that is a definite sign of growth from the previous year. Yes. Now, I know as a Yamaha fanboy, you were happy to see that, but let me flip that coin before I go any farther and talk about Maverick Vinales. Let's talk about Maverick Vinales because yes, Maver- <laughs> because I am. I told you, and I I, I felt you vindicated. Did. But this guy, if he wants to be a real championship contender, this has to stop. Yes. It has to stop. Completely, agree. it can't. It can't. It can't keep going. It's just. just not. It's not possible. One hundred percent. I I can, I can echo everything that you're saying. And, and you hit the nail on the head when it comes to Maverick Vinales because at the beginning of the season, when we started talking about the preview into this into this championship and what we're going to get to see, you know, I think you would you'd ask, where is Maverick Vinales between laps two and and fifteen? You know, and, <laughs> right. And that, and I can tell you where he was. He was somewhere at the concession stand in Portugal. <laughs> Getting popcorn because everyone else was racing while he was just doing a track day. And, and no, it, it reminded me of that guy in uh, Talladega Nights eating a chicken sandwich while the race was going on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they got a really nice sauce. But yeah, you're hundred percent right. I mean, he 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 was nowhere. And why does this happen to him? And what is tu- the deal? And then he turns around halfway through the race, kicks it into high gear, and then places eleventh, due in part to a lot of folks crashing out. But but was right. still able to, to, to finish 11th. But no, no, no. You, you're absolutely correct in the fact that you cannot expect to be a championship contender if you're not going to consistently be at the front of the pack. I don't care right. what happens on Saturday. If you are the fastest bike on Saturday all day, he had his lap scrubbed off in qualifying. So that so sucks, what? right? Exactly. It's, yeah, right, it that's does kind suck. of my point. And I, hate, and I want to get on that rule too because I hate it. But go ahead, please. Continue. No, no, no. I'm just saying. The my my point is okay. Had he qualified in pole position, he still wouldn't have done very well in this race. He still was not going to be a contender to win this race because we had far too many guys that were up front that were running yep. consistent laps and consistent paces. Right. And and you know and and you you mentioned you you had all in the hopes in the world because you had picked Renz was your horse to win. And I'm not going to lie. I was expecting, fully expecting to go into Friday's track day with a baby pole T-shirt on. Um, <laughs> I was prepared, <laughs> and and then whenever I saw Renz go down, I was so happy because I, then Zarco was right there, and then I saw Zarco crash. Like, oh my goodness! So I, I I don't know how we uh, 
<laughs> I don't know how we we say who who's yours was bet was higher in position, but mine lasted longer in the race. I don't know how we're gonna yeah. score that uh, one. <laughs> listen, if if you don't finish the race, your pick doesn't count. That's how we <laughs> score it because this is this that was terrible. We were both terrible, but that's okay. But yeah, I mean, I look. Uh, Renz did look good, but he fell, and that happens in racing. We all know that. It happens to Renz more than it should, but what I don't see from Renz, that is, it's less worrying to me when you fall, like Renz does, than what I saw from Maverick again. Yes. And if I'm the team boss at Yamaha, I think, you know what? We've had three, four years of this guy, and he does this. This is who he is. Yep. Let's find somebody else. That's me. Um, but, you know, that's okay. It's, uh, it is what it is. I want to I want to come back to Fabio real quick because I don't think we gave yeah uh, yeah I don't want to I don't wanna give him too much credit to inflate his head but I, I do want to give him credit you know he was shuffled back to sixth on the opening lap didn't very get a very good start got kind of bull rushed into into turn one and then you know by the end of the first lap he was back up to fourth but it, it, this was a pretty mature race I think from Fabio um, you know he made good decisions like you had said he waited for his moment he took off when it was when the time was right and he didn't succumb to the pressure. The entire time that Renz was hooked to his back tire, all I could all I could think of was that Fabio was going to get pushed into a mistake, and, and I thought we were going to see that 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 riding over the limit, that, you know, uncontrolled, impulsive rider that we saw in partial of 2019, it, you know, that was battling Marquez and would sometimes would sometimes fall, you know, and then even Fabio into late last year. Um, when the desperation was there, but but I think that Fabio has got a, a lot better. He's got so much confidence on this new on this bike, and and like he said at Qatar, he's got the front end feeling back on the bike. Even listen to him speaking in the in the press conferences. There's just a presence about him right now that yep. he he yeah. he's enjoying riding the bike. I think and yeah, he's got so. a really good feel on the bike. And Port, you know Portimao is a tough circuit. It's a really hard circuit. Uh, yep. And it's. It, it, I, I'm when I see these bikes go across the uh, ride the track, I get anxiety because I feel like I would tuck the front in just about every single corner. You know, and I'm watching. You probably these guys. would. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Not not because you're terrible, <laughs> but because they're that good. So, I mean, we could ride it on a parade lap, but we can't. I mean, look, watching them ride that wheelie down the hill oh, and then slam it down and then turn immediately after. No, thank you. It's terrible. That's high level stuff. That's high level stuff. I can't do. But you're right. But I get what you're saying, and and I, I'm not to interrupt. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead, finish your thought. But no, uh, it's and I got pretty much stuff it. to say. Okay, kudos you were, to Fabio. Yeah, and, and I feel the same way. I want. I don't want to take away from Fabio because I'm questioning Mavericks, whatever I'm questioning about Maverick. But I, Fabio did great, and there's no. I mean, what what else can you say? He won by five, almost five seconds. Great job. He looks at the top of his form. He looks like he's going to be a monster in the championship and tough to beat every week. And that's what you want out of your rider as a factory team, you know. And so all credit to him. I'm excited to see what happens as the year goes on with Fabio, see if he can maintain this level. Because we saw it last year, he fell off. But this is a different year, so let's see it. We don't have four years of the same thing like we do with Maverick, with Fabio. Fabio's got another year. He's not a rookie. Um, and let's see what happens. But um, second place was Bagnaya. Great job. I mean, that was a great ride from Bagnaya. And uh, I was, I, 
Man, I, I, I don't know what's going on with Miller, but I can tell you Francisco Bagnaia is riding superbly, and Ducati has to be happy with what they see out of this kid. Uh, certainly, uh, and I completely agree. I think Bagnaia is really showing a lot of consistency this year. I think his qualifying lap was actually scrubbed too. Um, it might have been from a. It, a it was a lap or, record. It was oh. a lap record, and it was he had to go all the way back to eleventh. Um, so, you know, there's some frustration there and I think he, he, he may have had the, you know, definitely had the pace to give Fabio really a big run for his money on Sunday. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jack Miller, um, do you think the pressure, do you, do you what are you thinking right now, Jason? If you, do you feel pressure if you're Jack Miller? Of course you do. You're in a factory team. Your results have been very subpar, but. The season's early. You just had surgery. Don't don't hit the panic button. Just refocus. Start back over. And if you finish the race in 10th, just finish the race and work your way up. Now we got 10th. Let's get a top 8 or a top 6. Then top 5. Now let's try to get on the podium. Start getting some momentum. But I am I am sure that the people at Ducati are wondering what's going on with Jack Miller. Because I am. Aren't you? Oh no, absolutely, I absolutely am. I had, I had, we saw a different Jack Miller. I think last year, um, we saw a yep. more consistent Jack Miller with Premac. We saw a very, a very, a fast Jack Miller. I guess is the best, the best term I can really come up with it right now. Is he just looked good just about everywhere he went. Whenever he could keep the bike on the track, he was fantastic. And you know, we saw the the crash that Marquez had last year at Jerez. Jack Miller was running a really good pace, but Jack Miller was also having some ergonomic issues where he couldn't feel his right hand for half the race, and he was still doing very yep. well. You know, this yep. year Jack Miller got what he wanted. He wanted to go to a factory Ducati team. He had the factory support. You know, he is Gigi's boy now. You know, he's the new the the quote new Dovey, if you will. And right. And now the results just really aren't there. So, if I'm Jack Miller, I'm starting to feel the pressure to to because. You know, at the end of the day, you don't. You're in a factory Ducati team. Factory Ducati doesn't want you fighting for top tens. They want you fighting for podiums immediately right out of the gate. That's what's expected out of you. Um, Agreed, one hundred percent. Yep. I think that that Jack Miller his. I think there needs to definitely be some urgency there. Um, there needs to be a a plan to figure out. You know, what's going on? Where do I need to? What is it? Is is it the bike? Is it, it can't be the bike because he's been on the bike. You know, for for a couple of years now or, or a season um and, and he's got to be able to produce results now for that team i think uh, i mean he he got what he wanted yep. he got the seat that he needs now he's got he's got to hold up his end of the bargain i think yep. and, and i say that as a jack miller fan i mean i, I you know i enjoy watching jack miller uh, ride i think he's a fantastic rider um I, I did see that he had stayed off of social media after uh after the Qatar race i think and and he didn't want to uh to take part in anything there. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I think Jack's got a lot going on right now. Like you said, he just had surgery. He's feeling some pressure from Ducati probably to get some results in and, and from know, himself. And yeah, he expects absolutely. more of himself. We know that. Yeah. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I didn't, I didn't mean to, to, to leave that out and take anything away from Jack Miller because I'm sure that he has, his personal aspirations are definitely up there as, as all these guys are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. I look. There's no doubt that all of them want to be great. Um, to get to that level, you have to. But it's just not working out for Jack right now. But the season is still young. We're three races in, so yeah. no. Like I said, no need to hit the panic button. Um, 
But, you know, let's move on down. Our, our man, Joan Mir, came back with a good comeback race. Uh, finished third. I thought that was a that was a pretty good result for Joan Mir. Yeah, definitely. But he definitely showed that that he's gonna he's he's sticking it in there no matter what. He did this last year, and that's how he won the championship. He was always he did there. it. He, he did it. He did it to Marquez, didn't he? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, he's not afraid. Hey, I heard you used to be the world champion. Well, guess what? I am the world champion. So, <laughs> scoot over, bud. But he did give him a little wave with his foot, so that's nice, you know. But that's that's Joan Mir this year. He's aggressive, and that's a dangerous Joan Mir because if he's going to be aggressive and finish pretty consistently on the podium, yeah, it's going to be tough to beat that kid. I almost want to call him the silent assassin, right? Because you really don't see him in qualifying anywhere. They're, they're, the Suzuki's just don't qualify well, but consistently you see a Suzuki that comes out of nowhere that is second or third or leading a race, you know, more oftentimes than not, if it's Alex Renz, unfortunately we don't see that bike cross the finish line first, but you know, Joanne Mears, he's really close to the podium, if not on the podium, you know? And so I definitely think that he is, he's, you can't let your guard down around Suzuki right now. Um, they've got a fantastic Uh bike. They've got two fantastic riders. Um, once once Alex Renz really gets some consistency under him and, and starts putting in good finishes, I think he's going to be a threat. I th- um, he's 40 points back, almost 40 points back right now in the championship. Uh, Joanne Mears is a little over 20 points back. So, um, you know, there's some ground to make up, but, you know, we're still early on in the season. There's a lot of racing yep. left, and, and anything can happen. We see that, you know, there's big swings can happen immediately. 100%. He's only 23 um 23 points down so really yeah. that's he's in a good spot and you know he he's going to be he's going to be at there right there at the end of the year i believe it um unless fabio finds that run of form that he was on at the beginning of the year he seems to be on now and runs away with it you know i think he'll be right there but you know let's not overlook the fact that the patronus yamaha from franco morbidelli finished fourth and you know i Listen, I, after all that stuff I just said about Maverick, why would you not bring Franco into your factory team next year? I agree. I think Franco Morbidelli is a, a great rider. I, I enjoy watching him ride. Um, he's got, I enjoy his attitude. He's got such a laid-back attitude and a positive outlook on things. He just kind of rolls with right. the punches. It, you know, he, he kind of took a stab at Yamaha this uh, the beginning of this season after the uh, – uh, the launch device issue that he had in Qatar, the first race, um, second race didn't go so great either. But you know he, he's in fourth place, uh, five seconds off the, off of the the uh, uh, race win this past weekend yep. at Portugal. So, um, yep. you know, Franco Morbidelli can ride the bike. We know that he can ride the bike. He yep. came what second or third in the championship last year, I think. Yep. Give um, him the bike. Yeah, and he will. He'll do good things for you. Give him give, a bike to do good things on. He will do good things. Give That's him that support. He, he, I think he needs to have the support. Yep, he does, and I, I think the fact that he doesn't is criminal. It, That's not criminal. to take anything away from Razzlin Razzlin. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that they've built a fantastic, a really not, good. It has program, nothing to do know? with Patronus. Absolutely yeah. not. It's all Yamaha, and I said that back when he, the re. I don't. I cannot believe he's not on an A spec bike. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't care about the money. Your 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 boy in the factory team, Captain, disappear for twelve laps a race, is on a factory bike. 
you know, like it's just frustrating for me, but I'm sure as as frustrating as as it is for me to watch, I'm sure Franco feels it even more, but he does a good job not showing it. And then he does a good job of going out and doing a great job on the bike and putting his team in a good position to finish well and be successful. And that's all you can really ask for as a rider, especially from a satellite team. Finishing top five, that's fantastic. Well, you're absolutely correct. I mean, he's so diplomatic when it comes to the, the issues that he's facing right now, and you know, he's always yep. got a positive outlook on it. And, hey, we'll try to get next week, you know, and, and just go. Yep. He keeps he keeps going back to work, and he doesn't give yep. up. So I love it. Yep, me too. Um, in fifth place, we had Brad Bender. Hey, that's a big step forward for Red Bull. He that's needs a, a bonus step. check. He needs a big bonus yep. check from Red Bull for yep. for fighting forward. Um, the, yeah, that was and, a great ride by Bender, man. That I I didn't I didn't see that coming, and. All credit to him for for being a great competitor and a Sunday warrior. Like when it, he's a racer. You know, we said that about Bobier, but Bender is that way as well. Sunday yeah. comes along, he goes and gets it. He's going to race as hard as he can do it, regardless of how well his machine's working. And we saw it again there. So all credit to Bender and KTM. Maybe they're starting to get some of those issues figured out. And listen, nobody wants to see Brad Bender fighting up there at the front because he is fearless. Yeah. And uh, he 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 will stick his nose in there, and he, and he's a tough rider, he's a tough competitor, and he's he's a phenomenal rider. So if he gets a bike under him where he can compete, you can be sure he will be up there competing and messing your season up as well. So uh, I'm excited to see what KTM's got coming. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's a great asset to that team. I think he's gonna bring them some good feedback about the bike. Um, I'd read that he had right. the headliner read that said you know the front end just kind of disappears on you. So I think he's got an understanding of of what the what he needs to get the bike to go to get it to go fast sure. and to be competitive. But what what his fifth place shows me is that in itself is is uh, he understands that bike and where that bike is lacking, but he has been able to ride around it during this Portugal race and still get a top five. So, right. you know, he's, he's looking at what he's the kind the, the card that he's been dealt and he's playing his hand well to the best of his ability. So I'm, I'm definitely happy. And I think that he will definitely contribute a lot to that team. Yeah, I do too. I, I think that he should, KTM should hold on to him for as long as they can. And uh, I think it'll be good, beneficial for both of them because I think KTM will be a solid bike and then they'll have a fantastic rider. And, and that's a great combination. That's, that's how you get success. Um, Alicia Spargaro in sixth. That's impressive. That's really impressive. Great ride from the Aprilia team there. Yeah. I, Alicia was always, he was there all weekend long. He, he was all, through all the free practices. He was doing well, all the qualifying sessions. He was, he was doing well. Um, this this bike is definitely it's definitely a step forward last, than last year. Uh, Lace has definitely been a step forward. He's been in the paddock for a while now, and these are the best results that I think we've been seeing out of him, at least on a, yep. and, and certainly yep. on, on a Aprilia for sure. Yeah, and on a bike that's not been competitive. So so the package right. is, is certainly moving forward. And yep. um, you know, you and I have talked about the the. Um, the possibility of seeing somebody else riding that bike alongside Alicia Spargo. I'm not sure that we're going to see it anytime soon, but, but if that person's feedback in Dovey can, can continue to do, to push this bike forward, I'm excited to see where this bike's going to go uh, and, yeah, and where, where, where Alicia can go too. Yeah, I am too. I, I would love to see Aprilia um, get some good finishes because that's a smaller 
factory and you know if they can be competitive they'll stay in the series and that that's good for the series yeah it was well. we, we want yeah, them to stay there you know and even Savadori, he placed 14th so he brought home points so congratulations man good for you and i mean that i just man what else can you say no 100 percent. i agree i mean there's We've seen we're seeing the progress that Aprilia is making, and I hope that they, that it absolutely continues with both these riders and their test rider. I hope they get more tests with him. I hope we get a wild card appearance from Dovey. Uh, I want to I want to see this package continue to grow, and I want to see it be continue to be competitive. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. But uh, well, I mean, let's talk about the guy that we've all been waiting to talk about for so long, Inea Bastianini. I mean, this is. A, a, a ninth place finish was phenomenal. Great for him. Uh, I mean, what else can you say? I, I was shocked that he finished in the top 10, but he did it. And uh, I'm sure a sponsor Rama from Adventure Sponsor Rama were happy and celebrated like they had been on the podium. Definitely. I, I mean, it, you know, we've seen Tito Rabat ride this bike for, for years and, um, Finished last. Was, yeah, the results were. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say a bit more diplomatically. <laughs> the results just weren't there. But no, no, another rookie that we're talking about. I mean, this year is the is you know we talk about rookies, rookies, rookies all year long, and um you, you know not to change the subject off of Anaya, but you know Jorge Martin had a violent crash. In, yeah, uh, man, I'm I'm hoping he uh, I'm hoping he heals up. He he had to have surgery on his ankle and his hand. Yes. So and he had some brain. Yeah, stuff he, going on some he head pretty, injury head trauma pretty bad bump on um, the head yeah um, yeah so hey listen man we're sending good positive vibes to you jorge i mean that was that was a scary crash um but we are we are certainly happy that you um you're gonna probably be okay and that you're in the hospital and hopefully you'll be back soon and racing man we're Best yes. wishes sent to heal, you for sure. Heal up and come back. We're looking forward to it. You're yeah, doing, man. You're that doing was, some that special things this year so far. Yep, absolutely. Well, I mean, I guess it's time to talk about Marquez. I mean, Alex Marquez finished in eighth. Um, I, I would and, say bef- before we jump into the big bro, let's let's talk about Honda overall. These guys. Hang on, man. We're talking about Alex Marquez. Okay, go We're ahead. We're talking about Alex. I mean... We'll talk about Honda overall in a second. But Alex Marquez finished eighth, right behind Big Brother. So, I mean, that's a good result from Alex. And to me, further solidifying my position that he shouldn't have been kicked out of the factory team. But he was, and great ride from him. He looked real uh, consistent. Improved through the weekend, though. He improved from FP1. He got a little better, a little better, a little better. Um, and to take a satellite Honda and put it in the top 10, that's a success in this league. So congrats to, to Alex, man. All right. And and now if you want to talk about the other Marquez, whoever that is, let's go. Well, I was just going to highlight the fact that the Hondas this weekend are just, they were just beat up. Uh, I mean, Paul Sparger had a violent high side. Takanao Kagami had a had a crazy crash into turn one. Yep. Um Alex Marquez, I think he had I think he had another crash this weekend as well. And then Mark Marquez just isn't isn't back to you know obviously to one hundred percent. It was his first race back yep. in two hundred sixty five yep. days. So it, it, the Hondas this week, um, I, I want to give I, I really want to uh, 
to give a lot of credit to Nakagami though for a top ten. Um, you know, he was he took a he he had a pretty bad bang on the. Uh, I think he didn't even finish in qualifying. I'm not sure if he even went out. Um, but uh, you know, he showed up for the race and and he put it he, he put it on top ten. So uh, definite definite credit goes to him in my opinion. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I know uh, Taka Nakagami did a great job. I, I, I he had to be hurting out there and. These guys are tough as nails, man. These guys, the, their pain thresholds are so high. Like, I can't even imagine what they're feeling with those G-forces those bikes put on you. Mm-hmm. But they're doing it. And, and you know, and talking about that, Mark Marquez coming back, finishing in seventh place. Now, we know that a couple of guys wrecked. He was really more or less in ninth. Um, but he finished in seventh, so all credit there. Mark looked like Mark at different points during the weekend but he's not back not no, yet right the and, arm and, isn't ready yet i mean he listen every video every time he was on screen he was messing with that arm and that worries me a little actually um because i don't know if it's actually numb or tingly or he's trying to get it going because it's hard to warm up or if it's more mental, but he was touching that arm every time I saw him on camera. Oh, you mean shaking off the, it out? Doing yeah, it. you mean off the bike? I think that there's definitely a mental component to that, and and I mean obviously that's not the arm's not strong yet. You know, he's, he's right. He's got to lift different weights with his left arm versus his right arm. Um, the training hasn't been. He's not been able to be as intense as he's probably wanted to. Um, right. But but the. The best thing that happened to Mark Marquez this weekend happened to Mark Marquez. He was yeah. able to get up and fight with the front runners a little bit. He he got to mix it up with those guys to let them know, hey, I'm coming. You know, I'm not here right now, but but the day's coming. I'm going to come back. Right. And you know, and I think it was a huge step for him as well mentally because he knew that he was going to have a bad Sunday. He knew that the the headline the, his quote was he knew he was going to suffer. Um, yeah, you know, and, and he we, did, and he fought through it. So all credit to him. Yeah, he's, and that's um, what was, that was my next point. He was he saw the checkered flag, and he saw a top yep. ten. So yep. I think that was really the best expectation we could have had for Mark Marquez right. this weekend. I'll say yep. that's the best realistic expectation. Yeah. Well, I absolutely. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think Mark Marquez is the championship contender this year after what you saw? Right now, Mark Marquez is 14th in the championship and has nine points. He is two points off of his teammate, Paul Sparbro, who has raced in three races this year. So um, You're setting the bar pretty low there, but I'm, I'm asking about winning the world championship. Is he a world championship contender, I don't, I, in your I, opinion? I, you know, he's 50... He, He's 52 points off of Fabio right now. That's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. So, And he doesn't look 100%. Right. And so, you know, in two weeks' time to Jerez, it's not going to be 20. It's not going to be 100% by the time we get to Jerez, right? You know, no. let's, let's be yep. realistic. But, and that's a physical track as well. You know, there's 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 some, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a, I don't want to say it's a Yamaha track, but, you know, we've, we've seen, because we've seen Marquez do some special things there as well. Especially last year, the reason he broke his arm, he was running an absolute ridiculously ridiculous pace. I don't yep. think Marquez is a a realistic championship contender at the at this point in for the twenty twenty one season. But to completely count, count him out, I think is foolish. Yeah. Um, okay. Because it's Mark Marquez, you know what I mean. So I'm going to ride the fence on that one a little bit. I'm, oh, I'm going to hedge your bet a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go out there and say he he's not a contender this year. 
I don't think he's done. I don't think he's – but I think this year it's a bridge too far. I don't think his arm is going to be right this year. Um, it will get better, but I think by the time it gets better, I think the the, the chance to win it will be gone. But um, I I was happy to see him back. He's good for the championship. Is He makes it more, more competitive. But like I said – when you don't race against a guy for a year, you forget how good he is, and those guys showed him no mercy. And when you shake your arm out all the time, when he was sitting on the grid, he was doing it. Yep. yep. There's blood in that water, and those sharks smell it. Yep. And they know it. So they're going to come for him all they can, and, you know, that's part of it. But this is that's part of the game. It happens to everybody, and he'll, he'll, he will be back. He'll get better. He just has to heal up. And I saw that he and Joanne Mir, you know, he kind of pulled out behind Joanne Mir during a, one of the practice sessions of qualifying. I think it's qualifying one, actually. And he got a toe from Mir, and, and Joanne Mir didn't like that too much. And and the comment was made that, you know, well, Marquez, people do it to Marquez all the time. They would pull out behind and then try to get a toe. And, you know, so he, and he admitted it. He said he needs it now. It, it's his turn. He needs that. He needs a reference point. He needs someone to show him where he's losing out. And so I, I didn't see any harm in that from Marquez. I think that that was... Oh, it's part of the game. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, but I don't think uh, you know we've seen that when Marquez was at the tip of the tip of his game, that he would do that to folks. I think it was more of a mental game to him at that point. But I think son, uh, Saturday when he did it, it was it was more out of a necessity to really see where he needed to make up time. I, I think it was an honest effort to right. to say, okay, I need to know what's going on with me. So sure, um, well, and that's fair. You know, I, I think that that's okay. I don't I don't think he did anything wrong to Paul, to uh, Joanne Mir. I think Joanne Mir might in that instance maybe grow a little bit thicker of skin because you know now what are yeah. people saying people are saying well marquez is back they're they're kind of cheapening joanne mir's championship last year because marquez wasn't in the wasn't in it which which i don't right. agree with you know joanne mir i don't either his, he earned his championship he, 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 earned he his absolutely championship. earned that absolutely. so you know i don't want to want it i don't want it to come across at all like i'm cheapening or lessening or devaluing his championship right. because i'm not whatsoever but I do think that Joe Edmere might be thinking that just a little bit. He might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder right. thinking that he's got something to prove. Because I see that, you know, there's a lot of media references between Joe Mir and Mark Marquez. And I think that, that that could be media fueled, that they want to see a rivalry begin. Because we really don't see that when Fabio's leading the championship now by, you know, by 15 points. So why aren't we hearing, you know, more more headline why aren't we seeing more headlines about well Fabio is not worried about Marquez or Fabio is worried about Marquez things like that Fabio right now is just going out doing his business you know, he's out riding going yep. out riding the bike and, and that's what he should be doing exactly yeah, you don't need no, to worry yeah. about anybody you just need to worry about yourself young man he, completely and agree. he's what he's doing yep yep well I mean so before we I mean we've talked about most of the stories is there something I would like to mention Zarco I mean do you think this was just a just bad luck he crashed I think so I think he was just pushing trying to trying to do something special and uh he just he got caught out no big deal he'll be back next next time they're out there what do you think i agree i, I do I, I agree i think that uh, zarko had pretty good pace this weekend he looked good um but he didn't yep. clearly just didn't have it with fabio or rents this this time so. no one did though no one had anything yeah. close for fabio i mean so the last place the last point scored was by eager lakawona uh and eager was 50 seconds behind fabio Oh my gosh! Um, but you know, I so no one had anything for Fabio this week. Let's see what happens in Jerez. Um, but 
you know, and then we have to mention the Godfather, Valentino Rossi. Uh, another wretched weekend. Yeah. Um, mm, it's tough for me to see it, but it's happening. But, um, and, and I think I said this before, he has earned the right to race as long as he wants. But you know what? I think all of these guys have actually earned the right to race as long as they want because you and I would hold on to the seat and you'd have to pry it with, away from us with, from our cold, dead hands. And I think the same for all of them. And uh, regardless of whether Mark Marquez returns to Marquez form, you know, he's earned the right as an eight-time world champion to be out there and race, and he is a MotoGP racer. And Valentino Rossi is a nine-time world champion. If this is what he wants to do with his life, is finish here and just stay in the motorcycle paddock at MotoGP, then you know what? More power to you. More power to all of you. And um, that's the way I feel about it. I, these guys are so good at what they do, but because everyone around them is so good, we don't even know it. We can't differentiate that from what we see every day. And uh, it's just it's just the way I, I started feeling about it this week. No, I agree. Um, it was it, it was better to see. I feel like Rossi was having a better weekend and a better race at least um, <clears throat> up until the point that he wasn't, and he ended up you know losing the front. Um, well, I did read a headline that he was he was encouraged now. He felt a little bit better even after the crash because um, I think they found a little bit this weekend at Portimao. I actually made the joke. Um, uh, to to my wife that I figured out why Rossi was so fast and uh, I figured out why Vinales was so slow is because Rossi snuck into the paddock and or into the garage and took his bike uh, from the night before because it really looked like they had flipped roles from the form that we saw Vinales in Friday and Saturday to what we saw um, on Sunday. But right, no, no it was crazy. I, I agree with you, Valentino. Valentino Rossi has really built. Um, is such an empire uh, with this with this sport um and and has built so much infrastructure around it and the fan base and and he's it, he can he can do what he what he needs to do what he feels he necessary to do yeah absolutely um, he's earned the right so I, i'm not gonna be mad but i do we have to give some air time to your boy paul spargro Bo. i know you wrote a a love song Go ahead and let's let's hear it. What what do you what positive thoughts do you have to send to Paul? I'm glad he came back down out of orbit out of that uh, that high <laughs> side. That was a pretty that was a nasty high side. That was side. violent. That I, was violent I, and nasty, and I, I would want no part of it, and I wish it on no one. No, absolutely. No one. As 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 I mean, we know my my thoughts are on Paul Spargo, but I, I do not. I hope that that he is recovered. I hope that there was no bone damage, no muscle damage. You know, I yeah. hope that it was just a, a little bit of a bruise, and and it looked like it really knocked the wind out of him. So I hope he completely recovers from that. Um, I read that he had had a technical problem. There was not a whole lot of detail around the technical problem that he had with the race that he had to come no. in early. Um, yeah. I, I was curious if there was a technical problem and if he was just a little bit too banged up to continue. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's possible either way. Yeah, honestly, whatever. after a high side like that, I'm not going to knock him at all for that. Um, oh, no. You know, if, if he I, just couldn't. I'd just... still be I'd still be in there. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, my, uh, that's where I would be. I mean, I, I, I saw that high side and cringed. But, uh, yeah, I, so... Um, you know, 
all in all, man, this was a this was a great race. I I think for Fabio especially, this is a I think he's announcing he's going to be a serious contender for the championship. Francisco Bagnaia is announcing that I'm here. I'm a legit MotoGP rider, uh, and Joe Amir is going to defend his world championship really tough, and that just makes for great racing for you and me. Yeah. Thoughts? No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Those guys in the top five, you know, uh, Joe Amir's in the fifth right now at, with 38 points. Um, you know, Zarco's in fourth, and we see Vinales and then Benyai trailing behind uh, Fabio, but you know, all that's going to take is one big mistake at one of our next races, yep. you know, and, and we could really see something change. And we see how consistent Joanne Muir is. And Joanne Muir's always finishing races well and, and is always yep. inside the top 10. And really that's what makes him so dangerous. Party. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. well, no, I completely agree. We're going to have a good championship again this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, Bo, I've enjoyed it this evening. I am so looking forward to seeing you on uh, Thursday night and riding with you on Friday. Um, and for everybody else out there that's listening to us, listen, we're uh, soon going to start our social media for Parked in Turn 1. Um, these these podcasts are basically moto therapy for me and Bo, getting stuff off our chest. And we would love to hear from you guys once we start that up about what you want to hear us talk about. Because, you know, we love the racing, but if there's something we're leaving out that you wanted to to hear about we'd love to do that too so um i think i speak for both of us when i say that anything motorcycling is cool and we'll talk about it um but uh yeah that's it for me bo did you have any closing thoughts um the only thing i, w- I want to echo everything you just said jason the only thing that i do want to toss out there is i want to send some thoughts and and prayers and speedy recovery to our friend jamie Shirachi. oh man a, yeah a, i can't believe i forgot that you're right pretty rough high yep. side so uh, we want jamie to know that we're thinking about him yep. and uh, yep. sending him some loves as he uh, he gets his knee back up and and put back together hopefully we'll see yep. him soon yeah absolutely hey he went into he went under the knife today so obviously we're thinking about you jamie and uh hey man get better soon let's let's get out there and turn some laps but uh, everybody else listen if you're thinking about track days don't think anymore get your gear get your bike ready come out and do it be a part of the community because it's a great community to be a part of. Right, Bo? Absolutely. We would love All to right. have you. Well, absolutely we would. The more, the merrier. Well, you know, I've, I've had a great time, like I said, and this has been a really great podcast. So well, said, that's it for me. We're going to sign off. So to everybody out there in podcast land, thanks for listening. Keep the rubber side down, the shiny side up, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, good night. Guys. Have a good night.